Welcome to This Dev Life, the podcast for developers, where we talk about the daily life of developers, challenges we face, and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Join me and let's have fun together. Hello people, how are you doing today? Welcome to another episode of This Dev Life. I hope you're having fun and staying safe. Today on the show, I have another guest joining me. Shall we welcome Tony? Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm blessed. I'm happy. It's a cloudy afternoon today, but hey, we're yeah, safe. It like yeah, it looks like it's gonna rain today. Pretty chilly. How is your afternoon going? Sleepy. Oh. Um, <laughs> been, did, did, you, did you code all night? No, I did not. I try not to code on weekends. The work life balance and all that stuff. Oh, that sounds very good. That sounds very good. And that is what we'll be talking about actually on the show today. But before we get into that, Tony, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? What do you do? What does it feel like to be a programmer? How long have you actually been coding for? Let's meet you. Interesting. Um, I mean, apart from my name, what else do I know? As far as those questions. Oh, let me see. Uh, so my name is Tony, Tony Shalani Shodara. I'm a software engineer. Currently, I work uh, with Microsoft. Um, specifically, I work on the very recently announced um, Microsoft Mesh um, developer platform. Um, in terms of how long I've been coding, that's actually a tough question to answer because it's like, I did start writing code, uh, start doing computer programming at, um, I think around when I was a teenager, mm. but I'd say I've only been doing it professionally for about six-ish years now. Um, and by professionally, I mean um, from the time of my first full-time job, because uh, I mean, I initially started coding at around, say, I think when I was 14. Um, mm was just for just personal hobby stuff um then i did a bit of freelancing as well and then i didn't really start like actual like holding down actual jobs until i'd say six years ago so i like to i prefer to just use the six years full-time um work experience as my oh this is how long we started reckoning in the money <laughs> what you say we started reckoning in the money i mean been making him money since. Ah, that's good. That's really <laughs> cool. So, um, uh-huh. so in my time as an engineer, I have touched um, a bunch of different technologies. I have, I have few projects for like you know, dabbled in WordPress. I have done like front end work. I have done back end work. I have done full stack work. I have done mobile application development. I have tried to build for like tablet um, form factors. Um, I have done desktop applications as well. Um, yeah, I have been uh, around the block. I have also touched on a bunch of uh, different, um, a bunch of different uh, programming languages as well. But I would say that right now my tools of the trade uh, tend to be C++ and C Sharp, and I'm mostly focused on like systems programming and building developer runtimes and SDKs. Um, that's kind of where I, I'm like. Uh, 
as far as my career is concerned that's kind of where i choose to focus on at this time all right that's really cool so uh, you mentioned recently that you work on microsoft mesh you must really be one of the top dogs i mean i, I don't know how to i don't know how to <laughs> I, it, it is a cool, cool product. I will give you that. Um, it was um, very interesting to work on. It's very interesting challenges. Um, you know, there's a lot of 3D stuff happening there. That's not something I previously had experience in. So you know, it was good to learn it and pick it up and just you know, kind of go with it. Um, currently work for uh, on a on a wider scale. I currently work for like. Microsoft Mixed Reality Organization. So I will be involved in pretty much Microsoft Mixed Reality story going forward. You know, I mean, I had, Mesh wasn't actually the first product, uh, mm-hmm. product I worked on. I initially um, helped to build and launch um, a product called um, Azure Object Anchors. Um, and then I moved on to work on um, on a Microsoft Mesh platform. So who knows what I'll be working on next year. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it's uh, mixed reality. It's a very, you know, it's a new frontier of computing. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. spatial computing. Um, still very new, very fresh. Um, so I'm interested in seeing how things play. Yeah, sure. Does that mean you get a lot of toys to play with? I mean, personally, I do get a ton of toys. Ah, that's really cool. That's <laughs> it. Uh, uh, head mounted displays. Um, I mean, mostly just head mounted displays, honestly. As far as special computing is concerned, it's mostly like you know the VR headsets or the mixed reality headsets that you're wearing. I do have a Microsoft HoloLens, not too far away from me. Exactly. Ah, that's cool. That's really cool. Right. So that's Tony. He works on the Microsoft mixed reality team. Really cool team. If you get to meet those guys on the team, you'll be like, oh, I really want to work here. So you might actually go check out careers.microsoft.com if you want to get on that team. Uh, yeah, always hiring, of course. They just I decided not to not to come and join you people. <laughs> but of course, that's it for another day. So. looking to start a podcast like this anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free you can create podcasts from your phone computers or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement it is the podcast platform for all download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, you work as a software engineer at Microsoft, work on cool products, have toys to play with and all that. What does a typical day for Tony look like as an MR engineer? I'll, I'll call you that now. <laughs> you just call me a software engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, MR engineer is fine because I'm only working space but i like to think of myself as a developer's developer so i like building mostly developer tooling and sdks specifically around um uh kind of going to meet the developers at the point when they're like writing their code so whether it's providing uh, easy intuitive apis to get stuff done or um, just helping them make their whole like um development experience a lot better 
um, that's kind of well, that's the kind of developer I see myself. So I just happen to be working in the ML space um, today. Um, it is fun. Uh, maybe I'll stay here for long. Maybe I wouldn't. We'll find out. Even I do not know. Um, so in terms of what a typical day looks like for me, I'll first I'll start out by saying I'm not a, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so I do I do kind of get up um, really late. I used to get up um, not so late when I was going to the office. That was pre-COVID. Um, since COVID, we've had this like mandatory work from home um, kind of thing. Um, but yeah. I'd say pre-COVID, I'll typically wake up seven-ish, eight-ish, um, which is ironic because I say I'm not a morning person, um, but I guess it's what I do when I wake up. That kind of time. So I wake up, um, you know, take a shower, make breakfast. I love, I love having breakfast. I do not play with my breakfast. Do not play with my breakfast. <laughs> I have to have breakfast when I wake up. Um, so yeah, I wake up. Take a shower, make breakfast, sit down in front of my TV, um, watch a bunch of like maybe Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Like really, all depends on what show I'm currently interested in. So my mornings are usually very laid back and kind of relaxed. Um, I do that specifically because it helps me get prepared for the day ahead. Um, after that, I hop into an Uber, head over to the office, um, shop at the office. I mean. I never turn off my computer, so I just go press a button and everything lights up and then I just continue from, you know, where I stopped the night before. Um, break for lunch around 1ish, um, 1pm. Um, break for lunch, you know, sometimes I have meetings, sometimes I don't. Um, but it's mostly just like writing code and ha- every once in a while looking for some comic relief, um, you know going to chat with my peers, maybe taking a stroll around the office, you know, just striking up conversations with people. Um, I don't really have a resumption time or a closing time, so I just tend to, you know, so time management is actually something I try to be very good at, because then um, you want to pace yourself, right? Um, yes, you can do five things today, right? But you don't want to stress yourself out too much, and especially if those five things not supposed to be delivered till the end of the week so you know instead of doing five things in a day and stressing yourself out maybe you do one and a half a day you know and get it done really early so i try to use that i try to um figure out what work i'm trying i need to get done that day so i usually set specific goals based on the task i'm working on or the project that i'm driving um and the overall timeline of like shipping the product as well um so yeah, I, I after that it's just really cool. And most of my work involves um, just um, writing code, um, reviewing code sometimes, um, a few times writing up documents. Because um, sometimes you know you might be driving a particular initiative and you have to like draw up the design for it, draw up an architecture, have people you know comment on it, that kind of stuff. And again, other times I could also be commenting on uh, other people's architecture as well. I do not have a ton of meetings, which is something I'm grateful for. Um, my stand-ups are probably like Mondays and Wednesdays. And I work mostly with um, the team, with a team in Redmond, um, which is Microsoft's headquarters. So meetings are not till like much later in the day, because that's when it's morning for them. 
so I don't really have meetings till like maybe after 3 p.m. So that way I do not have to wake up super early for any kind of meetings, which I am again very <laughs> grateful for. Um, then yeah, I go home. Um, also do not play with dinner. Um, frankly, I do not play with I get my few square meals at every single day. Um, and then some. <laughs> uh, yes, I have. Uh, I go home, have uh, have dinner. Maybe you call a few people. I do watch a lot of TV, a lot, too, too much. Some people may say, <laughs> but I really, really enjoy binging shows. Um, I like watching a ton of anime. Uh, I, like, I like watching sitcoms. I mean, whichever, um, whatever it is I'm interested in at that time, I don't. I'll sit and watch. I'll just keep watching into the night. So I probably will go to sleep until maybe 2 p 2 a.m. in the morning. Not because I'm working or anything, but for me stops like weird in the evening. Just because I'm just um, just hanging out or lounging about and just relaxing. Yeah. So since COVID, the only thing that has changed is that I, I work from home now. Um, but it's pretty much um, the same the same Except getting a new Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also have more time to like because I don't have to factor in time to get to the office you know, and get myself um, in the zone. I also have more time in the mornings to um, just kind of chill. I watch TV. Right. Yeah. So I end up like waking up by like nine o'clock now instead of seven before. So I wake up by like nine, you know, do breakfast, you know, start work maybe 11, 12, and then walk till like maybe seven ish in the evening. Break for lunch. I mean, make something, order something, and um, I like to cook, so I would often make my own dinner as well. And then, um, yeah, dating. So what? One thing I do, I, I do. However, is before I go to sleep, um, I would check my calendar to make sure I do not have any engagements in the mornings, because sometimes I may have, you know, like I said, we're constantly hiring, so I may have to interview a bunch of people. So I want to make sure like I'm not waking up too late and I'm still able to because it takes time, right? And I still have my actual my own work to do. So I will um you know factor in those. So I just need to make sure that you know the the day I'm waking up to isn't um an unusual meeting day. Because we do have some of those. They're not a lot, um, but we do, we do have some of those. So that way I'm kind of prepared to know, okay, I'm waking up a bit earlier than usual or um I mean, I'm, I'm working a bit later than usual um, because, like, you know, maybe I have to do all these X, Y, Z things, and I won't have as much um, time to do uh, coding. I know, okay, maybe I'll, instead of wrapping up work by six, seven, probably we'll be wrapping it up by like eight o'clock or something, and I just kind of prepare for that. But yeah, that's pretty much what a typical day looks like. That's not like a fun chill day. I mean, I tried to make it. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Now, you've told us how your day looks like, waking up, watching TV, then getting into the zone, uh, then work, of course, have lunch, because you don't play with lunch, and then uh, continue work, have your stand-ups, then finish work. At any point in time during these days, uh, and I know at least that for me as someone who writes code sometimes and teaches a lot are uh, there challenges that come with every role 
uh, what would be two, one or two of such for you as a software engineer and how do you overcome these challenges? Um, I'd say my primary challenge is probably um, time zones because like um, my team we're distributed across different continents right so oftentimes you would need to interface with someone who is not yet awake you know so sometimes work can stay longer so for example um, I try to wrap up. Sometimes I may push myself during a particular day, end up working late into the night because I'm trying to um, I'm trying to wrap up a particular work so I can put it out to peer. I can open a pull request, uh, and someone who is currently in the US and right daytime for them can actually review it. Right? If not, what would then happen is I wake up the next morning. I'll finish it up. I'll open the PR, but it doesn't get reviewed until like much later. Um, in the day. So I typically would sometimes push myself to get the PR out, go sleep, I know that I'm waking up to comment, and then I'll be addressing the comment while they're asleep, so that way work moves a bit faster. So I think that time zone factor um, is can be a bit of a, of a drag, um, because like you have to like figure out how to, I mean you do have to get working, you have to get work done, so it's like figuring out a, a good balance. It's not a problem in and of itself, um, it's just something extra to think about, so it's just extra cognitive load. Um, but other than that, um, I think it's, it's something I'm pretty, I'm very much used to. Uh, I think in in my entire full-time employment career, I basically worked with across time zones, so it's something I'm very used to. It, it will, however, keep being a, a challenge because, you know, time zones. Our challenge. Um, that's number one. I think the second one is probably just um, I think the bigger one is currently because of um, this COVID, uh, the current COVID climate. You know, working from home, um, it's easy to get burned out because sometimes there's there's that little. You know, before when you had to go to an office, there was like a change of scenery, a change of. There was like a change of context that mm-hmm. kind of like marked, oh, this is the beginning of, of work, this is the end of work, that kind of thing. Even though you can like theoretically still go home with your laptop and you're still working, but there's just that, you know, that switch, that cognitive um, switch helps to kind of, you know, what's the word, bump you out of the out of work mode. You know? Sometimes it could be hard to leave that mode when you're working from home, you know, especially because um Sometimes you're doing something that's just really interesting to work on, right? And you just keep working on it. Or it could be the opposite, you know. You could be having a particular challenge and you're like, I have to solve this thing. And you just keep working, 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 working. And before you know it, it's 11 p.m. And you're still working. So being able to, like, kind of switch out of work mode. Um, because, like, now the office and your home have kind of emerged. Yeah. That's... Um, that's another that's another big challenge um so i think um hopefully as like the covid cases die down as people get more vaccinated we're going to start to go into the office a bit more um i get to see the faces of my co-workers again um yeah i think um right now it's mostly you know covid um that causes most of my everyday challenges 
there's also like the infrastructure challenges as well. You know, making sure you have good internet, um, power is definitely not a problem for me. Um, but because like most people are starting to work from home, the um, the traffic on the internet um, providers is a lot more now. So you don't ne- you get nearly as much yeah, as, much yeah. as you will get um, sort of or like because like if I'm at the office, the office knows how to handle that. But this I have to figure it out for myself. So that's um, yeah, that's something else infrastructure wise um, to think about. But yeah. That's it. Alrighty. Okay. Thanks very much for all that and you know, bearing your mind out to our listeners. And now, if you were to give an advice to your younger self, starting out to be <laughs> a programmer, a software engineer, or, or a general IT person, what two key advices would you give to that younger self of yours? I'd say... Um, get involved a lot more um, one of the reasons that I've been able to one of the things that has helped me get to this point in my career especially like being able to work with Microsoft and the likes has been me getting involved with the wider tech community especially in the area of like open source contributions I know not everyone can do that not everyone has the time to do that so I'm not saying you absolutely have to um, but I'm just saying it really really helps um, it really, really helps. It helps get you into doors that um, would normally not be um, open, or you wouldn't even know you are open. You know, um, find out about job opportunities that have not even have not yet been advertised. That kind of thing. So, yeah, you, if you, it also helps. Just it helps to build your network. You know, you get to know people. You know. And then it's just a matter of, well, I want to switch jobs, you know, sending an email or a Twitter DM saying, hey, do you guys, I'm, looking, I'm interested in XYZ. Do you guys have any opening for something like that in your company? And then, you know, the person has probably worked with you or seen what you've done and uh, can actually recommend you for the, for the role. So I'd say, yeah, get involved. Um, it really helps with visibility. It helps with um, your, it helps growing your, growing your network and it also helps with um, career mobility as well. Um, on the technical side, I would say uh, an advice I would give to my younger self would be knowing how to read code is also um, knowing how to read other people's code is almost just as important as knowing how to write your own code. Um, because like it's very, very, very as a freelancer, yes, you almost always um, start with uh, start projects yourself, right? Um, when you actually work in a team, when you come to work in a company that has a product, very un- it's very unlikely that you will be the one starting out the starting the initial coding for the project for the product. So knowing how to read other people's code helps you ramp up faster, and it means that you can start being a more productive contributor way earlier. Um, so yeah, that's a, a very good skill to pick up. Um, so get involved, learn how to read other people's code. Two important facts Tony will give his younger self today. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for joining and you know sharing your mind with our listeners today on the show. Um, so people, this is it. This is the episode we have Tony on the show today, and he has shared his mind with us on what his typical day looks like as a software engineer, the challenges he faces, and advice he will give to his younger self. So. 
I would say till I come your way again with another episode of This Dev Life. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye. You've been listening to This Dev Life, a podcast for developers by Darao Ladabo. Thanks for joining me on the show. I'll see you in the next episode.